This is Women Talk Construction, and I'm Angela Gardner, and I'm here with my co-host, Christy Powell. And we're here with Lori Gregory with DPR, and I have known her, well, probably for two decades now. She is a super woman doing super things in the construction industry. And I'll, I'll just share a little bit about her. One really cool thing is she's chairing the DEI committee for the um, Clemson University Construction Science Management Board, which is really cool. And then another really cool thing is she's mentoring the um, Clemson University Construction Women too, and that's a big. Hey. She's a big advocate of that. Woo! I know, I know. And then she's also an adjunct instructor at Greenville Tech College in the Upstate. And, and of course, she's with DPR and the Senior Project Manager, right? That's right. I'll go on ahead and let you get started and share more with our audience about how you kind of got into construction. Absolutely. So I am always very passionate about building things, uh, anything. Since I was a kid, um, I was unfortunately the one in my living room moving furniture around and attaching sheets to the uh, to the couch and uh, making sheet forts. and then. Um, I was a childhood delinquent at the age of eight, stealing construction materials from the house being built across the street. My mom made me take <laughs> them back. Um, I showed up with, with bricks and boards that I was convinced they were on the ground. And so they must not be using them to, to build forts in the back <laughs> of my house. So um, I learned about, you know, not stealing things and also, um, you know, different methods for material improvement um, at a young age. So (laughs) it's always just been part of part of who I am. You're just being creative. Yeah, Yeah, nobody nobody started their construction (laughs) career as a childhood thief of materials in the neighborhood. But yes, yes, we did later figure out that we have to actually save money uh, to build when we did a tree house. We we had to save allowance and, and go buy materials. So I did learn some great childhood lessons from from that. But uh, no, I, I started out in architecture school because um, I knew I wanted to build things. I just didn't know that there was any other path other than designing it. You know, when I grew up um, in the 80s, you know, Frank Lloyd Wright was a household name and, and I would, you know, get my hands on any magazine I could find with pictures of these cool buildings. And I I just knew that was what I had to do. But while I was in school at Clemson for architecture, I realized that I had counterparts that were in the construction science department. And um, I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know that was that was a thing. So when I got out and was was practicing architecture for a couple of years, I really enjoyed getting out to the field and meeting those folks, you know, boots on the ground doing the work. And um, when I had the opportunity to go back to grad school, when the economy did its thing back in 08 and 09 and uh, and I had to get creative and go back to school. I chose construction over architecture. I had that pivotal moment in my life where um, I got accepted to both programs and decided that, you know, I was really happier when I was out in the field um, with the work that was happening and um, more so than being at the computer, you know, doing details and and scouring code books, (laughs) really, really found more joy in that. So I made the, I made the switch and um, was, was thrilled that I did it. One of the people that inspired me to make that switch uh, was Julie Eldridge and Angela and I uh, both yeah. know Julie from from back in the day. She's awesome. Building at the Cliffs Properties, and um, she's an amazing woman. And she really is. She really 
she has a passion for building specifically home building that I've not seen in, in any other human um, in my lifetime, just passion she has about getting those little details right and, and really delivering a, a great product for her homeowners. You know, that stuck with me throughout my career and my ability to work with a woman like that really impacted me in a positive way. And, you know, she, she gets uh, a little uncomfortable when I, when I give her too much praise, she's a very, um, very humble person, but yeah, just, just having, having had the the ability to work for another woman who was just doing it on her own, uh, just, just had the, the courage and the, and the, the passion to do what she did without a lot of other women showing her that that was a thing. She just, she just said, Nope, this is what I want to do. And, and I'm going to do it. And, um, and excel at it. And she's still excelling at it today. So, you know, that, that was a huge part of just solidifying that decision to be in this industry. It's like, well, heck, she can do it. You know, I can too. So. Mm -hmm. And so she was mentoring you and now you're mentoring students, right? Yes. Yes. So So tell us more about that. (laughs) So Julie, you know, she, she was my first you know, first female mentor. And, and I took that and realized what an impact it had on me. And so I try to pass that same impact on to other young women. Um, the, the CUCW Clemson ladies been involved with them for a couple of years and just the level of talent coming out of that program is, is unbelievable. I'm remarkable. Yeah. If I was a little less confident, I I would be terrified uh, that (laughs) that I'm going to lose my job any day now to (laughs) to those girls because they are, they're sharper than, than I ever imagined being and uh, just have such a fantastic work ethic and attitude. And uh, the thing that I've really noticed with this generation of, of young women over the past couple of years is their support of each other. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. I mean, it is. when I go to these meetings with them, you know, they're having those tough conversations mm-hmm. about, oh, you know, one young lady was sharing about a rough internship experience she had and she had a whole group of girls with her, you know, discussing, well, what could, what could I have done differently and, and how can we make that better in the future? And what are those conversations with our bosses and our, and our management about, about how we can make these experiences better for us in the future? And, um, you know, when I was coming through the program, I, I didn't have that kind of support. Yeah. And I just, I really try to encourage that um, when I see it, just say, hey, guys, this is exactly what you need to do. Right. Just keep supporting each other. They, I, I have to input the, oh, something yeah, yeah. there. So they're better together in the next generation I've found is better mm-hmm. than our better together. I love yes. that their support system is so strong. So sorry, I had to interject that. Like, no, it's- I really feel like our age group could do better. Right. And mm-hmm. these young, these young girls, I don't know if they're seeing it from us, right? Because we're trying really hard, but their, <laughs> their focus, let's hope that that's helping. Yeah. But their focus seems to be automatic to, oh, I have to help her. And I love that they're better together is better than our better together. So yes. they wanted to share that. 100%. Skilled Trades Alliance exists to engage, educate, equip, encourage, and empower a sustainable construction skilled trades workforce. We aim to advance the culture landscape to drive respect to the skilled trades professionals and to unify and strengthen skilled trades workforce development initiatives. Their vision is to create a unified and respected culture within the construction industry where industry professionals have the same pride in their careers as they do with their work. Thank you for what you do for our community, Skilled Trades Alliance. 
I mean, I try to model that behavior. You know, I'm sure I'm not perfect and we could all get better at it. But uh, that's, again, that's learning from that next generation. So yes, we need to make sure we're doing what they're doing. Yeah. So um, I get so much out of that. And just, you know, being able to talk to them about the different career paths and help them build their confidence. A young, young lady just texted me today about, she has an interview coming up tomorrow. She's like, can you please kind of help me be prepared and what I need to say. And I'm just, I get so tickled when I get those kinds of, of requests. It's like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. you, you value my, you value my input. Let's, Aww. let's chat about it. So it's so rewarding, <laughs> isn't it? Uh-huh. So rewarding. Yeah. I, I love it. Hopefully I, I don't give any, any bad advice. you you always have that, that little yeah. thing in the back of your head. Like, oh man, was that I, good? was that good? Did I, did I say the right thing? Oh, I'm so. sure you did. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's the first we've ever, I think Christy ever even heard that about mentoring and how mm-hmm. the support with the young students. I'm glad you shared that. Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've just noticed that and not necessarily in that setting, Lori, but I've noticed that the next generation seems to be less proud than ours. Mm-hmm. And so they're more willing to be authentic and more real instead of imposter syndrome. Like, like I feel like I had for a lot of years trying to be somebody yeah. I wasn't so that I would fit in. Right. And, but I was too proud probably to go find another female in the construction industry because you just didn't see them, but right. yeah, I, it's not necessarily in your group setting, but I love that you shared that because I've noticed it, but hadn't really put it together, but they are better at, at advocating for one another than we are. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's Thank one of my takeaways from, that. <laughs> from CUCW. Um, you know, I think the, the other thing that I, that I love about being involved at Clemson, the, uh, I've been on the board for probably about 12 years on the advisory board executive committee. And I've, I've been the only woman on that board the, the whole time. And I did drop off the board for about a year out of frustration because I felt like things weren't, things weren't changing. You know, I felt like I had the requirement to, to say at, at every meeting, you know, we really haven't done anything about, about diversity. It's really not changing. And um, I just had the aha moment. I don't know. I don't know why, but I, I showed back up at a meeting as kind of a passive observer and, you know, one last time I was, I was having that conversation with, with Steve Fouché, who's the current chair of that executive committee. And I, it just hit me. I've been complaining about this for years. I need to do something. So he and I spoke about it and I said, what, what if we just start a separate committee about DEI and we just, just let me, let me take it and let's figure out what things we can do to actually start making some change here. Because obviously just trying to work it into the other existing agendas and committees just wasn't, it wasn't making change. So and I know, Christy, with your role uh, now, you understand that that real change sometimes has to come from a very focused effort, not mm-hmm. not just the passive weaving of, of the initiatives into other um, existing yeah. committees. So although I didn't have the time <laughs> to take on another thing, I just got tired of hearing myself complain and finally broke down. <laughs> and, and, um, <laughs> well, thanks for being authentic uh, yeah. about that, yeah. right? Like, that's how we you learn. Know. Yes. <laughs> we, uh, you know, we sometimes are, are a little reluctant to, to take on more, but even when we're passionate about it. So um, I'm really glad I did and had a couple of great early meeting brainstorming sessions with some folks who were also passionate about it. And we narrowed it down to like, you know, three different initiatives that we wanted to focus on. And uh, one of them I'm super excited about because, you know, I went to architecture camp when I was in the um, I think ninth, the summer of my ninth grade, going into the 10th grade year. And it was one of the 
best experiences of my, of my young adulthood. And, um, just, it couldn't replace that. And I, and I know the construction department really wasn't doing the same camps as engineering architecture and especially for young women. And I saw one in Auburn that they did a a women build camp. And, um, we now have decided that Clemson is going to start offering two different sessions of construction summer camp for young scholars um, starting next summer and um, working with Al Bolding. You guys know Al. You've, Yay, he's been I on here, you Al. know, his energy. So he and I are, you know, working together on on making sure we have one of those summer camps focused on women in construction. So we're, we're not restricting the um, attendance to women, but we're encouraging uh, women to come by focusing the agenda around, you know, what women contribute to the industry and kind mm-hmm. of having women speakers come through. So it's um, if young men join that session, it'll be fantastic because yes. they'll get to see what women are doing in the industry and and hopefully be surrounded by a lot of other young women as, as their cohorts. So win win there, and I, and that's just what the focus is going to be for that for that camp. So that initiative is one I'm I'm super excited about because that's just very very tangible direct impact on young people coming into the industry. So we would love to help with that. Uh, Angela and I both would. And oh, don't of course, worry. <laughs> we, we would love to. And I know that you'll reach out to us, but also we're we're yeah. really stoked about you being the leader of that group and that Angela and I get to be involved. That in might that be committee. a live mm-hmm. YouTube. Yes. Oh, fun. Yes. Yeah, we could do a fun. we could do a little session. But yeah. YouTube. <laughs> and there's there's a few things Al would love to get your um help and input on. And I know this is the uh the universal ask we we will be sending out requests for um for money yes uh, and materials because we, yeah. we definitely want to be sure that we're reaching students that that may not be able to afford this camp by offering scholarship opportunities so awesome um anybody listening who wants to yes. get involved in offering scholarship opportunities for um for young women or or young men and women of color uh to attend these camps those opportunities are available so just reach out to me awesome that and we'll we'll give you an opportunity to put your name or your company's name on on one of those scholarships to these young people to do a a deep dive into construction in the summer camp and we'll make sure to put that information on the forum too so people can go back and find it later even if they're listening and want to if they're driving like me all the time (laughs) when i'm listening to podcasts yeah i hate for it always to be the money ask and you know we'll obviously have the ask for speakers and and folks to come yeah yeah come in but um for those who don't have the time, you it's know, that, so important that. and it's worthy. It's very yeah, worthy. The money cost. ask is, yeah, we necessary. understand the employers understand mm-hmm. we have to get the younger generation or else, well, where yeah. are we going to be? <laughs> right. Right. Well, there's yeah. some the last statistic I saw was that we're not really going to see a workforce shortage until 2027. So mm-hmm. if this is not what it looks like, what is it going to look like in 2027? So they're saying yeah. that the, the real hard time is going to be 2027, mainly because of people that are retiring that are in the mm-hmm. trades, right? Yeah. And that's something that we want to talk about. Kayla, um, Kayla Anderson, I know you know her as well. Um, she, she is also helping to set up a, um, a panel at the Men of Color Summit that Clemson does in the spring. Oh, um, yeah. And our, our construction science department, this is also part of our DEI committee work is going to be um, sponsoring a panel of construction professionals that are who are men of color to talk about their roles in the field and opportunities for for young men of color to come into the field. So 
Hopefully, oh, Christy, like great. you said, that'll, that'll help yes. us be more prepared for that 2027 if yes. we can convince a more diverse work pool to, to get in here and, and start working in the industry. So um, that, that's, that's our one of our other initiatives. The other one that we're trying to, to put some traction around is, is of course, the, the outreach to high schools. Mm-hmm. To the and Angela, thank you. You sent me a list a little while back of the of the, the schools that might be most impacted by our our visits there and, and talking about construction opportunities and, and taking in guest speakers to do that. So organizing that starting probably later part of next year. Build exact customers grow. They convert more quotes and win more work. BuildExact is a provider of cloud-based residential construction software for small builders and trades, connecting them with suppliers online for job estimating and management. Thousands of builders around the world use BuildExact to run smarter businesses. Sign up for a demo or start a free trial today at buildexact.com. Thank you, BuildExact, for supporting Women Talk Construction and the future of our workforce. Yeah, we're excited about it. And we do support, 84 Lumber does support Clemson University in a big way. So we are usually yeah. the title sponsor. We've been the title sponsor for the last couple of years for the um, construction group, management group. So really excited about that and being able to support you too. So we like to keep our podcasts at 20 minutes so that people listen to the whole thing. And we're getting really close to that. One more question, if you don't mind. Uh, DPR seems to be very focused on inclusion. Can you tell us a little bit about what DPR is doing for that? Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I've recently joined DPR about a year ago, and um, it was a decision made because of the company values. And we, um, you know, have a really big focus on uniqueness and uh, the uniqueness of our staff and and our industry. And they've been one of the founding partners of Construction Inclusion Week. And I know we just celebrated that. We had a big celebration here on site. We uh, we always do internal activities that support that inclusion week to try to help improve all of us in our ability to, to understand our own unconscious bias and um, what we can do better on a day-to-day basis to be more inclusive. And um, one of the things that came up at our recent PolterCon, our senior management came down and um, you know did a presentation to our region. Um, unfortunately, that panel was made up of a whole panel of middle-aged white guys. And I couldn't keep my mouth shut, even though I probably should, um, about, <laughs> hey guys, you know, is this really the best representation for us for a company that's you know so passionate about diversity and inclusion? And um, and I really respected the response. I, I got a, an affirmative absolutely, you know, we messed up. We messed up on this panel. We it was the most convenient thing because we didn't have the right people available, um, but we should have made it work. We should have we should have made it work to have more diversity on this panel. And um, and I appreciated that. And I said, I said, yes, you know, that's good. I'm glad you're willing to acknowledge it. And I said, but it's but it's really difficult for women like me who, you know, have aspirations to be in executive positions. And there aren't those women above us who can give us that mentorship. Um, and if we don't see them on the stage and we don't see them above us, you know, it's hard to figure out how you get to that next level if there's no one who's done it before you um, to show you what that path might look like. So they took that to heart. And I was excited to tell you guys that I've recently been assigned a talent advocate who's she her background is being an executive coach and they are focusing the energy on helping me get that 
a little bit of career coaching and, and guidance on, you know, what I can be doing to, to start moving to position myself better for future growth. So I'm excited about that investment. And I think it's, it's something that maybe other companies can, can do when in the absence of the, the women in those positions to lift up, to mentor, to provide other resources, to help, to help women to, to grow. So it's incredible that they recognized it and they have a plan to move forward. Yeah. Right. And and nobody expects anybody to be perfect. We just expect yeah. them to acknowledge and help us figure mm-hmm. it out. Right. Nobody's perfect. We're all going to make mistakes. We do every day. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. um, I love that they have been able to just recognize it and find a path forward for you and for other women. And they yes. were very receptive. So that alone is DE&I all over. Yeah. Right. Just making yeah. the steps forward. Yeah, Thank you so much for sharing that. We want everyone to be able to connect with you. So if you would let us know how to get a hold of you and DPR, if DPR is looking for uh, employees or if somebody wants to just learn more about being an executive in a construction company, will you please share with how to get a hold of you and DPR so that we can uh, let our audience know? Absolutely. DPR is pretty easy. Just uh, DPR.com. And yes, we're always looking for people who are aggressive and bullet smart. That is, uh, those are the people we're looking for and people who share our, our purpose of wanting to build great things and our core values. And I'm on LinkedIn, Laurie Gregory, and uh, pretty easy to find if you put in DPR or Greenville or Clemson or any of those things. I am, I am that Laurie Gregory. And uh, that's a great way to reach me if you, if you want to reach out and connect. So awesome. Thank you for that opportunity, Christy. Thank you for the work that you're doing and DPR is doing in inclusion and just all the great things that you do. I know that I've seen a couple of your jobs and it's very impressive. Oh, yes. And she is seems to be like way on top of things. Budget's (laughs) good. Timing's good. I just love it. We're building a government building and we are on track. (laughs) That alone is like a miracle, right? (laughs) Yes, she's a rock star. We're going to be happy. We're going to make them very happy here. So awesome. Well, thank you for being on today. We really appreciate your time and all the efforts that you're bringing to women in construction. It's cool to be a part of history right now and see things in a little differently than we did in the last two decades, right? Absolutely. Thank Thank you, you, Christy. Thank you, Angela. Bye, ladies. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Talk Construction podcast with your hosts, Christy Powell and Angela Gardner. See you next time.